I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> There's no music, but we're jamming. Yo, what's up, what's up? <laughs> Welcome to episode, the after show for the show, Hollywood episode four. This episode is called Screen Test. I am here with these amazing panelists. I got my girl Kelsey, my boy Rob, and my boy Gunner, and we're going to chop this episode up for you like we always do. We, of course, have our special segments, a little news and gossip, and this trivia game that has become my favorite part of this entire show. <laughs> uh, but we're going to get into all of that later. First, I want to get your overall thoughts on episode four, and we're going to start with my boy Rob. What did you think about this episode, man? Yes, uh, a lot to unpack, um, a lot thrown on my plate at once, but I had both hands I was eating. Um, <laughs> I loved everything that was going on plot-wise. We got plants, we got payoffs, we got cameos from big wigs, and we also have some really nice, beautiful stories amongst individuals, some people actually doing changing for good instead of bad this time. Yes. What about you, Kelsey? What did you think of episode four? Oof, I loved it. I was sitting outside making noise. I was like, oh my God, oh, what? I was excited to chat with you guys about it because this was, you guys all said, I mean, it was an episode for the ladies and I was here for it and I loved it. And it was so emotional for me, even towards the end, I was like, Oof, love Eleanor. I'm, I'm just excited to talk about it. It was so good. Gunnar, what about you, man? We got the strongest ladies in the house this episode, guys. We have new leaders. We have some really big names coming in. I've just loved it. I was just so proud with all the character growth that was happening. I can't wait to break it down right now. Absolutely. This is definitely an episode of the ladies. I can't wait to talk about Eleanor Roosevelt, one of my favorite first ladies, but we'll get into all of that a little bit later. The whole thing opens up with uh, Mr. Samuels and Kincaid, uh, Miss Kincaid, in a meeting with Ace, and they're kind of running over like what they want to accomplish for the year, the various projects. And then um, Ace makes the statement that once you get your eighth Oscar, the thrill is kind of out of it, and it then just becomes about money. I thought that was a very interesting uh, perspective, and I guess it does make sense. But to me, since I don't have one, I'm thinking the eighth is going to be just as special as the first. And I don't know, but what do you think that that is really how it is? Like, people don't care about the awards. It's all about the money. What do you think, Gunner? I, it's like, that's like two kinds of people. You have the ones who are like you and I, who would be like the eighth is just as exciting as the first. And then you have those people who would be like, oh, I have eight of them. What's the matter anymore? They're all the same. And so it's all a matter of how you take it, I think. But I definitely would be one. One or 17, I'd still be excited every single time, for sure. Listen, every nomination, I'm praying, like, please, please, please pick me. So I don't know. Kelsey, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I think I would be absolutely just as excited. But you know, those are the, there are those people in Hollywood that 100% exist. And especially, I mean, I hope that isn't the case with like a studio head or our studio heads now, but I think that a lot of the times it is. It's, it is about money to them and that's how they run their stuff and that's why they do well. So it was gross to hear him say that, but I was like, yeah, that's probably real. Yeah, and I mean, like as he was completely um, degrading all of the women that they mentioned mm -hmm. as they were running through the scripts, mm -hmm. it kind of reminded me of someone who, you know, there have been accusations yep. and he is now serving time and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of reminded me of all of this. What did yeah. you think about that? Um, what did you think about that, Rob? A little bit of reality going on in this uh, scene? 
Yes, and also those accusations are now yeah, that's guilty. Right, I don't have to so, say uh, alleged anymore. Right, I can yeah. just be like, no, no, no. yeah, he, he's okay. gone. Um, yeah, but he's yeah, I, I, you know, those people they call them suits back in the day. They didn't call them suits for for, for no reason. You know, those guys are the finance guys. You know, they want money. Yeah. Oscars are cool, but Oscars, you know, at that time frame, yeah, that means more money. That means more people coming to see you now because of this Oscar behind you. And someone right. like him who has eight, come on, he doesn't care about that anymore. This is all money and power at this point. And as you can see with this character, from the way he interacts with his, anybody who works for him or his love interest, it's all about power. So I totally believe every part of him saying mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I mean, like, he absolutely cares about no one but himself, from his daughter all the way down to the mistress. Like, he just does not give a darn about anyone. Uh, mm -hmm. But what we did see, okay. so one of our predictions that we had last episode was that there was, of course, going to be this clash with Archie and Raymond. I didn't expect the clash yep. to come at the top of the episode, but there it was right there in our face. You know, um, uh, Raymond really wants his girlfriend, Camille, to at least be able to screen test and, you know, depending on her performance, possibly be casted in this role. Archie does not want to do a, um, I think not a color, did he call it a color piece? What was the term that they used to basically call it a black movie? He doesn't yeah. want to do a where there's a black writer and a black lead actress. Um, An ethnic, right? Ethnic something? Something along those lines. I don't remember what the actual, the actual term is, but it basically means I don't want to do a color piece. And so they have this conversation right off the bat. Um, and then eventually, you know, Archie finds out that they want to take his name off of the script. And now he's like, you know what? Screw him. I'm tired of playing the game. Let's just do what we want to do. And he's all in and they are there running through lines with Camille. I thought that was a beautiful scene. What did y'all think about that moment, that whole moment from finding out they want his name off all the way to him being like you know what screw the studio what did you think Kelsey I wrote down Rob nailed it in all capitals <laughs> to start it out and I agree I mean I agree with you that I didn't think that they were gonna get into that so quickly but it was nice how it ended up playing out and it was really cool to see Archie kind of like realize you know like hey I'm not the only one fighting this fight. We're all fighting this fight. She's fighting this fight too. So like, let's do it together. Let's we're we're in this together. And I really I loved that scene, and I loved how um, they filmed it too, with the three of them helping Camille, mm -hmm. and then Jack and Claire rehearsing as well. Um, I and going was, back was and really forth cool. in was, the editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really loved that, and yeah, I mean, it was it was great. It was really cool, and it was really powerful. I think mm -hmm. like when Archie went over. Um, to I want to say Darren Chris. What's I forget his name, <laughs> but his house. Raymond. 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 Raymond, Raymond yeah. Um, went him to Raymond's house and he was just like fired up. Oh, it was good. It was so much emotion. So I love that. Yeah. What I, What I love is that it was. I feel it was very much a real moment. I feel like yeah. I know, especially back then, when it comes to television, film, and music, they were constantly taking the names off and putting somebody else's name in place of what did you as a writer specifically like i don't i'm sure i don't write nearly as much as rob does but the i even just like the minute little changes kind of like oh but i really wanted this line so as a writer like when they want to take your name off what does that what what would that mean to you rob <laughs> i wouldn't let him take my name off <laughs> that's a that's a give me liberty give me death kind of thing yeah yeah for me uh, but I do love the way that he kept that internalized, you know, right there. Mm -hmm. You see like this mm -hmm. quiet 
rage when he's being told. And then when he gets to Raymond's house, then he explains and that rage comes out and, you know, Mm -hmm. you see all these emotions. But one thing, one great thing I loved about that scene is how he sees Camille and Camille, he did prior to this, he wanted no parts of her in his film. He wrote it for a specific person. And now he sees her and now you see the change right there on end. You see the the whole, the link up right Right. immediately. There was no thought like, okay, yes, you should be in the movie. Yes, let's do this. And they immediately go from adversaries to allies in a few seconds and it was great. Yeah, the link of an eye. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about this scene, Gunner? It it just shows the importance of uniting amongst your community, not letting there be divide, especially with the Mm -hmm. sense of like, a black writer and a black actress that you don't, you're all in the same fight together. And that even if it gets put that way, if it could still hit Ace Studios and a mainstream company, like that's the most important part in getting that representation out there. And it just was just really important that scene. I got really worried with uh, Darren Chris's character that he was gonna get too nitpicky on his girlfriend because he like was trying so hard and wanting her to like be the best. Yes. And he was gonna go yes. too far that she was gonna yeah. kind of crack under that. And I was like, Back off, let her do a thing. Like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so let's yeah. talk about that. That was actually one of the things I wanted to talk about. Um, which was like, so when you're in that position, whether you're hosting, acting, singing, whatever, and yeah. you have a coach or somebody, you're reading lines with somebody, and they kind of give you, you know, critiques. Most of the time, in that space, that is the one time where legit, you can almost say anything to me. I'm not going to take it personally because mm-hmm. I know at this moment we're in this to like make this the best it can be. And you're only trying to push me and make me better. So I low-key felt like he almost, like Camille kind of, in my opinion, she kind of overreacted a little bit because I'm like, he's only trying to help you. Like, I get it that you're first, like everybody in this moment is frustrated because we all want this to work. But to me, she just kind of, you know, kind of overreacted. And I was like, whoa, I didn't Mm -hmm. really see that coming. What did you, what did you think about that, uh, Rob? Well, I I think that uh, with Raymond, I think he was pushing her a little bit harder because he has this mindset of like, hey, she may not get the part. You know, they right. don't want her already because of the color of her skin. And the way he's re- he keeps relaying this to her, her only chance, her only chance. And I, I believe Camille took that as someone who could pass, like she said, who could pass right. advising her on, hey, this is her only chance and you have it this hard because of, you know, your, because of the color of your skin, you know. And these are things that she already is thinking about. And I think she took it that way because of because of those reasons. But at the same time, he being someone, Raymond being someone who can pass, he's heard the conversations, you know, right. the unfiltered conversations about right. other race. So so he can, you know, he, that sense of urgency he has is is valid and just. Yeah. So so Kelsey, when you saw that, was that one of the moments that pulled at your heart where you were like starting to tear up a little bit, or were you kind of like, girl, come on, get your head in the game. Let's make this uh-huh. happen. I was going back and forth because I agree, like I agree with Rob, but I think also that she was so, like, she knows that. She knows that he knows, like, and what he's saying is correct. And I think it's also a lot harder to have that be your significant other telling you that when she knows also that he's just doing this and saying this because he wants it for her, like, and wants Mm -hmm. it so badly for her. And she's like, okay, I get it. Like, I'm trying, let me do my thing, you know? So uh, I was going back and forth. I didn't think that she overreacted. I think that that was her just bubbling up and almost like getting mad internally, which we kind of learn later on that she can't, 
she couldn't make herself cry, right? So she knew it. She was like, I'm getting pissed at myself. I'm getting pissed at you because I know you're right. And I know you're the person I should be listening to because you're going to be casting, you know, or playing a part right. in this casting. I think it was just like all piling on. Yeah. And so while this is going on, or really right after, um, there's a scene where Jack has a conversation with Archie at the gas station. He's, and he knows Archie's the writer, of course. And he's like, yo, man, I have a screen test. It would be dope if you can put in a word for me, like yeah. look, help a brother out. And Archie reminds him like, there's nothing I can really do. Cause you know, Jack doesn't know that they're even trying to take Archie out of the picture in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, and Archie just basically tells him essentially what Raymond told Camille, you just have to go in here and kill it. You have to knock this out of the park. You have to be so good that people just can't even deny your greatness. What did you think about that moment, Gunner? Um, where where Archie's kind of having some real talk, you know, I'm not gonna feel sorry for you. You just need to step up to the plate type conversation. This is who Archie's always been. So it wasn't anywhere sh like surprising or shocking to me. And I like that he kept that consistent, nor try to like even like butter up. Cause I always think it's very important to have those connections on network and like, oh, like put a good word for me. Like you have my back, right? And everything like, you're gonna play fair with both of us. But else was a reminder to Jack, like if you want it, it's on you. It's not a matter yeah. of just because you picked the right person, you know who's who you have to bring your a game and give it your all and that's what he, and he put that work in for it he did that and he like tried it was rehearsing with claire and like showed the importance of that yeah and I, and I keep saying that a lot of stuff that goes on in this film even though it's a time piece you know back in the 40s it's still so relevant today oh, yeah. because we've talked about on previous episodes how here in hollywood a lot of it is about who you know like every job that i can think of even after buzz not about the talent per se it's all about the person that referred me is who got <clears throat> my foot in the door. Right, but right. something that was brought up in this is once your foot is in the door, you still have to bring it exactly. and you still have mm -hmm. to perform and you still have to bring your A game. What did you think about the way uh, Ryan Murphy handled that in this in this story, uh, Rob? What did you think about that? Yes, I, I, I think he handled it well because what he showed with both characters is that there was a lot of pressure on both of them. Uh, Archie's pressure is Archie's pressure is from being a black writer trying to break into the industries in a very segregated time, you know, back in the 40s. Mm -hmm. And that's his struggle. And then uh, Jackie's struggle is that he is basically a charlatan, you know, a hustler, trying to make it any way he can into the film. And he's turning tricks and he's married with twins on the way. And we see two different struggles. And yet we see that, you know, just because um Archie has a leg up on art on Jackie because he wrote it and he's in with the studio that doesn't oh, mean yeah. anything because yeah. he's still struggling to get in and but we also get to see uh Jackie's struggle as well and I think I think that's great you get to see a mesh of culture and struggle and common struggle between two uh individuals mm -hmm. yeah and we're actually going to talk about their screen test uh in just a few minutes but first I do want to bring up Another interesting thing that took place because after she went ballistic and basically told him, "You get this boy off the," and I do mean boy, you get this boy off of the um off of the show as a writer and you know fix it because we're not we're not even trying to go down that road. And he goes and has just the amazing time of his life in Palm Springs um, mm -hmm. with his mistress, and as a result of that, he ends up having a heart attack in the middle of the do. Um, what did you think about the way that whole situation played out from the retreat in Palm Springs to having to go to the hospital 
your wife and your daughter now come and see you at the hospital and they are told they're on the side that you are having an affair. Like, that's a lot. That is a lot to take on. I don't think I would in. have handled it as gracefully as Avis did. What did you think, Kelsey? If you find out your dude is out here, you know, doing things and now he's on his deathbed, how are you going to handle that? Uh, there were so many different interesting elements I think to that scene because at first I'm sure all of us are like yeah he sucks have a heart attack like whatever but then it was interesting to see how Avis and Claire came in and were clearly upset but then when they're having little their little heart to heart Claire's like I have my screen test on Friday like what the heck and Avis is like really sister like this is what I was trying to save you from so it shows that Avis wants her daughter to care about her husband even after she's heard about like everything horrible he's done. Um, but then it was so interesting to see how he handled the whole, um, like how he gave her all the rights mm-hmm. to Ace too, because it was like, okay, well then clearly he trusted her more than we saw through this. Right. So I don't know, there were so many different elements. I think that, yes, that would have been very hard and a lot to hear and take on. And I think, Ava handled it well only because she like she kind of alluded to later was like I mean I've done it too so I can't be I can't be judgmental right I can't judge you but yeah it was I really liked that scene I I liked the little heart to heart with she and her daughter too and right and um Gunnar what did you think about the fact that you know we kind of said that the daughter you know all she was thinking about was a string test and it's like well how dare you ma'am your 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 dad is on his deathbed like you kind of need to be a concerned with that not your own career but they are in a very dysfunctional family like the relationship within these families is every man for themselves so the mom doesn't really care about the daughter the daughter doesn't care about the mom or the dad the dad doesn't care about anybody but himself (laughs) so isn't she right for really only caring about her screen test i do agree with her because like (laughs) it's kind of in the mindset that it's like how everyone's got got crap going on in their life you gotta keep moving still even when it's like the worst of the worst um and that's not to say that this isn't like like oh whatever your dad's dying like no big deal get over it more of the sense of like you just gotta make sure you like you don't want to let yourself just completely fall apart and let your life just like come undone with major crisis so you can hold together but you have to like have to be more like wow like the thing i was most worried for was a screen test a couple hours ago and now i'm worried for my worrisome for my father not the reverse like Oh, and I have a screen test tomorrow. It's like, dude, not the time, not the not relevant the point. Too soon, sister. Yeah. Too too soon. But Kelsey, you make a really good point. I loved that because you almost see the tradition. You'd think the traditional thing would be she'd be in charge of the health and like his like well-being, while the lawyer would take over everything or someone else at the studio. So that was a very progressive move by him. So it shows the like mm-hmm. hidden love he did have for his wife. Yeah. yeah, and and Rob, what do you think about that whole, like, how do you analyze that whole situation? Because for me, the relationship between Claire and the and um, Avis, that just seems so strange to me. Like, it's it's like I get it, but at the same time, I don't really fully understand why there's just so much distance between the two of them. Because clearly they see each other, you know, they look at each other and see their, their story, each other's story. So why this whole big wall and disconnect? Well, I mean, you have a very toxic household um, and seems like you have um, selfish people in that household as well. 
plus bratty children. So bratty children <laughs> do stuff like that. Like you're know, right. You are dad's right. playing crash. Really? This doesn't. This is mean we can't go to Disneyland. You know that <laughs> kind of stuff. Um, but with, with that, I, I don't know if if uh, Ace was being progressive or was he being slick. You know because yeah. it is a little strange that he wants his wife to run the studio versus being in charge of his health. Mm -hmm. One could say that he may not trust her enough to look after his health. Maybe yeah. he, he would pull the plug on him and then now she has a studio too. Who knows? Who, who knows in this situation? Only the writers and uh, <laughs> Ace. But um, yeah, another thing too, with, with the way that uh, Avis was handling like all of this, uh, number one, the way she was handling the daughter, um, just basically telling her she's wrong without going off the deep end and the daughter gets it, you know, not much emotion is needed, just facts and world building in that moment. And then number two, how, how she goes about running the studio. She takes that role and she starts getting the business. Um, and only time will tell what, where, where she would go. Uh, but right now I think she's running pretty radically, you know, and I, I think it's, I think it's cool what we have going on. And how about just a little bit of irony that Eleanor Roosevelt is so prevalent in this episode, considering when she was first lady because of her husband's health, there were plenty of times where she was actually running the country. So mm -hmm. it's just the irony of how they mm -hmm. put this story and it's parallel to what was actually going on in the country, you know, at that time or around that time. So I thought that was also pretty pretty interesting on the writing standpoint of things um we move uh, forward I have something, to like I have something oh, good go actually to say because we have a fun chat we have someone in the yes. chat Ooh, who actually said, chat room. So, right which revisionist take on hollywood was better once upon a time or hollywood oh i know well, well go ahead a, go wrong. i mean they're two different things you know one's mm -hmm. one's a television show which has longer to express you know multiple views multiple arcs in this whole world versus once in Hollywood, once upon a time in Hollywood, which is just a one, two and a half hour movie. And we have a whole total uh, juxtaposition of what was going on, a whole new world and a whole new remix on what was going on at that time. Um, but for right now, I'm definitely gonna say Tarantino because once upon a time in Hollywood was amazing. So good. I kind of agree. I think I think they're so different. I think both are amazing. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of enjoying this, to be honest. I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but this for me, I feel like I'm almost like it's resonating with me a little bit more. I don't know. I'm really enjoying it. So same. Both I agree. Good. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Gunner? Oh, I mean, we're on the Hollywood after show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know where my heart is. All right. I feel it. I, I solely feel it. Uh, something yeah. else. So we know. We know that Lon Silver, the attorney, he's the one, like you said, that explained everything and how the studio is going to be run. Avis is in control of the studio. Um, the way that Mr. Samuels told Archie that he, that the, the studio head, basically, they're going to pay him. They're going to give him all of the monetary things. They just, and he can be on set and he can be around. He just can't be there. The way he even had the conversation, I th especially during that time, I thought it was, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It warms my heart, I guess. Like, I thought it was it was direct. There was no BS. He wasn't mm -hmm. trying to sugarcoat it. But at the same way, he still kind of did it in a way that's not so shocking and so mean. Like, hey, they just don't like you because you're the N-word. Like, I just thought it was a really unique dance that he did 
to uh, basically display that. What did you guys think about that? Kelsey, you can go first. I agree. And I think that even Archie kind of said that to him. He was like, thank you. I'm sure this was hard for you too. Like, thanks for just saying it. And no, that's not going to happen. So Ace can tell me himself, you know, I, so I agree with you. I think that um, like Dick has a heart. And I think that that's shown through these like four episodes we've seen. And clearly towards the end of this, it's like, he really is rooting for these people, but he's not the one who gets to make the calls, which is a bummer. Yeah, and before we get into these screen tests, what did y'all think about the scene where Jack is rehearsing with Claire, Claire kind of makes a move, and Jack shuts it down. Like, he kind of, you know, leaves her hanging, leaves the bomb, the blonde bombshell just right there, like, yo, I, I, got, I gotta go. What did you think about that, Rob? Well, we're seeing, once again, we're seeing some people uh, do some good things for a change in, in this episode. And this is one of them. I mean, this is, was planted uh, on the previous episode, you know, when it came down to the encounter on the tennis court where Jack decided, you know, hey, I'm not going to do this because if I do it this way, this is going to take all the meaning out of it for me. And with him trying to go straight and, you know, actually focus on the craft and focus on getting on in the door with his main focus, he doesn't need any distractions. And it's, I'm actually proud of him for being smart enough to see that and actually try to move forward without doing the same thing over again. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely seeing his moral compass kind of point in the right direction. He's not doing as many gigs at the gas station. He's kind of just really he stood up to um, Henry, the, the agent, Henry Wilson, the last episode. Like, he's really kind of like, yo, I got to get serious about this because I'm not going to mess up my wife and kids. What did you think about all of that, Gunner? See... Henrietta really isn't doing it for me. And I kind of like him and Claire now. So I'm kind of just like, oh. I think we need a divorce. I think oh. we need a divorce. Come on, and we need a relationship. Uh, no. we, don't want, we don't want another affair. We don't want more cheating. So like, just like, let there be a divorce and then get it with Claire. I don't know. It's just like about it. It's just something like, I like them more. I like them more together for some reason. Interesting. Okay. That's interesting. interesting. Well, you know what? Gunner. We're good. We're going to talk about these screen tests and kind of break them down at the oh. end of the show, right before our predictions. So first, let's go ahead and get into some entertainment news with my boy Gunner. Well, there's not much more to say right now. Just there's just people reacting to it. And make sure you guys let, let us know on our comments and let give us a five-star review. But there's not much happening quite yet. Yeah, absolutely. Y'all definitely keep commenting. Hit us up even after the show because we will respond and shout you out on later yeah. episodes. And... Let's also get into my favorite part of this show, our special Woo. segment with Rob, who I'm sure has some trivia for us. What's up, man? <laughs> yes, we are here for the fourth installment of the After Buzz TV True Hollywood Stories trivia. Um, I'm going to be asking, like, like I did, you guys know, you, you were here last time, and some of the people who were in the chat who watched it last time, we ask a question. Each question is worth a couple of points, and we do, we're doing a tally, and at the end of the show, we're going to uh, see who's the winner. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and jump into it. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, the first question. If you guys are ready, you guys are ready. ready. Yeah. Okay. Um, so in 2015, Johnny Depp formed a band in Hollywood. What was the name of that band? I'll say it one more time, and this time I'll give you a hint. I'll say oh, it one no. more time, and this time I'll give you a hint. Come okay, on, this is okay. Jack Sparrow, y'all. Y'all should I know, know I love him so much. 
I'm like, I'm thinking of the right person. Where I was like, Johnny Depp formed a bit. I'm thinking of the right Johnny Depp, yeah, right? Yeah, no, yes. I remember that. I remember yes, that. Yes, that Johnny Depp. So in 2015, Johnny Depp formed a band in Hollywood. The hint is Hollywood. What's the name of his band? Hollywood. <laughs> Sunset Boulevard? No. <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. The answer is the Hollywood Vampires. Oh yeah, I would not have guessed. He just did a cover I, recently, actually. Yes. What? Yeah, he, he joined Instagram and did a cover with uh, who was it, Rob? Do you know? I don't remember. I heard about it. I actually didn't yeah. watch it, but I heard about it. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Okay. <laughs> well, that one was worth one point, and nobody got that one. So. <laughs> I'm scared to see what's next. Literally. <laughs> Nah, I'm scared too. <laughs> okay, so this one is going to be confusing, but just listen to me very carefully, okay? Okay. And, and um, Kelsey, keep an eye on the chat. Maybe the chat. Let, let's let yep. the chat try to get in on this one. The brother of an actor who recently won the Oscar for Best Actor died in front of the Viper Room in Los Angeles. Oh, by my house. What was the name of the actor who won the Oscar? Oh, oh, oh. He Wait, can I ask won? a question? Yes. Okay. He recently won, but the brother didn't recently die. Right. The brother did not recently okay. die. Oh, God. You got me. Can I? What's up, Right. Do we have any lifelines? Ron, do you got anything? <laughs> yeah, you guys can use the chat as a lifeline. <laughs> no one's chatting. Hold on, re, re, re ask. I, I, I need the question one more time. This is Ryan in the booth, not the voice of God. <laughs> oh, Ryan. Okay, so, so Ryan, years ago, mm -hmm. the brother of this actor who recently won an Oscar for Best Actor okay. died in front of the Viper Room in Los Angeles. I know it. Okay. What? Okay. So the wait, just to clarify one thing, the actor. The brother of the actor who died recently mm -hmm. won an Oscar. Yes. Correct. Me connecting the dots here. Last year, Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor for Joker. He has a brother named River Phoenix, who's in the beginning of Indiana Jones' The Last Crusade. River no. Phoenix tragically died at a young age. I'm going with River Dude. Phoenix. Lock are you in. reading that Dude. on the internet? Oh. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. You were right. Ryan, you, you won. <laughs> you got no way. You so brother of him. There's no way you knew that. I know verbatim. River Phoenix, man. I know River Phoenix. He was in the beginning of <laughs> Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade, and I was like, "What happened to that guy?" My, I remember my dad going, "He tragically died." Yeah, so, in front of the Viper yeah. Room. He, really? He OD'd in front of the Viper Room. He did. No our, way. Our sound producer Ryan, one of the best. Yes, he is. Ryan is one of the best. Get out of here, Ryan. You guys ready for the, you guys ready for the last question? I think Absolutely. so. All right, <laughs> which, which, which Hollywood, excuse me, which actor, producer, slash, excuse me, which actor slash producer slash director formed the Sundance Film Festival? It's multiple choice. I'll give you the choice. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, nice. So B, Clint Eastwood, oh, excuse me, A, Clint Eastwood, B, Robert Redford, C, Warren Beatty. Kelsey. Go ahead. Robert Redford? You got it. Yes, come on. Come on with the guess. Come on. That was a good guess. I love Robert Redford. <laughs> Betty White loves Robert Redford also. 
He was I love Betty White. He was good looking. I love, I love Betty and because Betty White loves Robert Redford, so do I. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there we go. So real quick, uh, let's talk about some of these screen tests. The episode is called Screen oh. Test. And Rob, thank you so much for that trivia game. I look forward to this in the next episode. Um, so Rock, he had a screen test which took 67 takes and it was it was painful for me painful. to watch. Um, Claire, her well, let's just stop. Let's do one yeah. at a time. What did you think about Rock's um, Rock screen test, Kelsey? Painful. I mean, there's it was so painful. Oh, I felt so badly for him, and it was actually really cool how it's Jean, right? So Jean was Jean. reading, mm -hmm. and she had just she and Avis had just had this nice chat. So I really like her. I'm like, oh, bless her right. because it was so incredibly painful, and she was like rooting for him, and you know, trying to kind of be motherly and saying oh honey you know it happens to all of us but yeah it was sad it was sad uh, i felt badly for him and gunner would you if you were going out for a part 67 takes are you gonna stand there and do it as many times as it takes or like at take number 50 you're like you know what this just isn't my day go till, go till 50 i've always wanted to be like oh like don't stop to get it right but see for me i almost thought like this is gonna be a bigger plot development, like maybe like he's illiterate or he has like dyslexia and it's like present oh. on like mental health. But then I was like, mm. oh no, that's just he's not that good of an actor yet. And I was like, oh, this oh poor baby. I was like, oh poor baby. No. Yeah. So it was just like he was, rough. The fact that he was struggling remembering the lines, like that right? to me is that's that's like acting one on one. Like the very first thing you do before you yeah. even get the emotion of it, before, just learn the lines. That's the bare minimum. And he didn't. Yeah. He didn't really seem to have that. What What did you think, Rob? As a, I keep coming back to the writers because the writers are so important. When they can't get your words right, what is going through your mind? <laughs> well, you you start to wonder if you wrote something that a person could connect with. That's right. that's ah. one thing. You're like, okay, did, did I make him a robot, or what? What did I do? Can, how can mm. I rewrite this to make it more simple? Um, but for him, he 67 takes. They were all horrible except for two. Um, right. And the last one, he actually nailed it. And as far as Rock being in his shoes, like for me, if I would have been Rock Hudson, I would have worked really hard at it and I would have kept going until I got it right because I've had to do too much. I've had to spoon with a man I barely know who's right. very weird. Then I had to make friends, yeah. making friends with people in their underwear in a room in my agent's office. I've yeah. had to go to parties and like try to sleep with people that I didn't even want to sleep with. I'm going to ride this thing to the wheel. So I'm going to make it to the finish line. I had to do it until they kick me out of here. I'm doing yeah. every take. If Good they point. let me go to a hundred takes, I'm still here. Yeah. Um, and so moving on from rock, who we all agree was a very painful screen test to watch. We go to Claire and maybe I'm just, I don't know, but for some reason it didn't start off that bad to me. It wasn't mm. until like middle to end, we just see it to me. It seemed like she just gave up. It seemed like she was just like, you know what? I really want to do this, but I'm just, I just don't feel like even landing. And it's just, she kind of like walked off the set. What was your take on Claire's performance, Gunner? It, I don't, I completely saw it as I think she threw it for, um, I'm gonna say for Meg, for Camille, because I yep. think somewhere along the line, she just knew. I don't know like, how they kind of became friends because I kind of thought that was a little bit odd of how they just went from like rivals and not even like enemies, just like it just in that like the mirror, the mirror room scene, they she was mm -hmm. like, oh, the vapor rub, it helps you cry. And I was like, that's sweet. But I was like, 
why where did this come from i guess right. I was like maybe it's why like are a, you doing re, yeah mm-hmm. like realization and then seeing her kind of just go like oh that's the end of whatever okay but I th- thank you so much for your time i was like she threw the audition i was like yeah. oh she has a heart she has a heart yeah rob what did you think do you think that is claire having a heart and she threw it throwing the audition yeah, I, I'm not sure if she has a heart or not. I, I'm not like once again. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure if someone's being sincere or slick here. I don't mm-hmm. know uh, because mm-hmm. part of me thinks she could have thrown it because okay, whatever. She didn't. She realized in that moment, like okay, I don't really want to be an actor. I'm just doing this to try to get some attention from somebody in my household that I can do something besides eat food and you know stay in the house and then the other part of me is just like okay well maybe she threw it because she knew that she wasn't going to get it because she was colored and she could possibly get the part anyway um and then also with the dad being gone maybe she could maybe she could have had a moment where she you know realized like my dad is dying and like my most important my my thought was okay my screen test so there's so much I don't know what to what to call it, but I do think it's rather odd that she just just threw the performance and then just walked out because yeah, the performance still, wasn't that bad in the beginning. Yeah, that, I'm still the entire time. You know, I told you she forever has a side eye for me. I'm I don't trust her. I'm like something's up with her. I can't figure out what it is, but it's just like it's hard to believe that it's just oh she just has this amazing heart and now here it is showing full blast. So I'm still watching her very closely. Um, we go back to uh, Jack and, and, and uh, Rock Hudson. They actually have like a little mutual shake of hands, like good luck, we wish you well. And like uh, Gunner just said, there was even like a moment between Camille and and um, an old girl, I can't think of her name, off the side. Oh, Claire. Claire. Um, so we see everybody's in this hustle and they are kind of like, you know, I know we gotta go against each other, but I still wish you well. And I'm still gonna be cordial about the whole situation. Jack goes out there and he, killed it mm-hmm. i was not that i was surprised but i i i'm just happy to see the good guy well good guy in the sense that he, he's having this moral change i'm glad to see the good guy kind of doing something great what was your thoughts on jack screen test kelsey oh so good i was so proud of him i was it was nice to see um avis too in this like them all watching the screening after that she was just like oh my gosh oh my gosh you know like getting actually excited so that was cool I was I was happy for him and I think that there's going to be development what my guess is there okay I don't want to get into predictions but I feel like I won't say it never mind I was happy for him predictions are coming (laughs) it's coming it's It's coming. coming I was happy for him I do think that um Claire threw it for Camille um Okay. Who knows why? And then but, speaking of Camille, what did y'all think about her screen test? She was able to cry without the vapor rub. Raymond pulled her to the side and was like, yo, you got this. Just go out here and bring everything to this character. Gunner, what was your thoughts on Camille's um, performance? See, with me, I did kind of get bugged that he didn't let her use it. I mean, yes, it's like a no, show me you can. But also, I'm like, I'm also one like, not that it's like a cheat or like, an upper hand, but it's like, okay, if there's a little like trick that can uh, assist you to pull off the part exactly, you gotta do it. If it's a pinching your like thigh, if it's a twisting your arm, whatever, like do those kind of mm. things to help you get in that mindset. Or you can see like the thing like, oh, think dead puppies. Like think those kind of things make you cry for that reason. So I was a little annoyed by that, but I'm glad that she wholeheartedly pulled out the like tears herself. Yeah, what did you think, Rob? Yes, uh, so I'm glad that uh, that Raymond took the vapor rubble 
protecting her. He took this as all alone flipping and she had to get those tears out because she was in a corner. And on the other hand, Jackie's performance, uh, Jackie, this is what happens when you have somebody with a pure motive behind him. You know, his pure mm -hmm. motive was to take care of the family mm -hmm. and he got his opportunity and he's making the most of it because that's what he's been taught to make this most of it and move with the culture and rise to the occasion. And both of them did that. Yeah, absolutely. So since we don't have much time left, let's go ahead and get into these AfterBuzz predictions. Uh, one last topic just to mention, you know, at the end, Jack tells Ernie that he has to quit and I want to know what's up as you guys are making your predictions. What is up with Ernie's health? Kelsey, we'll go with you. Mm, I think Ernie has tuberculosis. Okay. That's what I he think. Definitely, he smokes enough cigarettes. Or something, something like that. Some, I don't know if that's the right decade for tuberculosis, but some, <laughs> some actual like severe illness. Okay. All right. And what are your predictions for the next episode? Me? Yeah, 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 Kelsey, yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, I think the end really got me with Eleanor Roosevelt. That That's where I started crying. I was like, let's do this, ladies. Um, I think they're going to give the role, obviously, to Camille, give her a shot. I think that Ace is going to get better, and he's going to have a freaking heyday, but that the two um, <laughs> underneath him are going to say no, and they're going to stand up to him. So that's what I think. Yeah. And I think that Jack and Rock are going to get close, too, and like become friends. Hmm. Okay. And allies. I love that uh, when I saw Eleanor Roosevelt was in this episode, I was like, oh, you already know she's going to be an advocate to get Camille on here because she mm -hmm. was definitely an advocate for women and, and people of color having a, a level playing field. What, is, what are your predictions, Rob, going into uh, episode five? Yeah, so I think Ernie has either cancer or maybe tuberculosis. This was the 40s. Who knows what? He could have had a bunch of diseases <laughs> yeah. that take you out. Um, but he's on his way out. Um, and uh, as far as the prediction, I think um, I think uh, Ace is going to wake up from that and be ready to destroy the world. But I think it's going to be a little bit too late. I think the movie's either going to be in production or done. Um, ah. And I think uh, we're going to see uh, Rock get some redemption because he's mm -hmm. had too much of a bad a bad uh, time because of with his uh, screen test. And then also um harry ha or henry has that uh that video of pictures up his sleeve of avis so we have do you to think watch he really has too. pictures you think he really has pictures i think he does he knows too I much know. about it I, yeah. I thought that was a lie i really but anyway gunner what are your predictions <laughs> on uh, episode four i i'm sorry i think, I think it's i think it's lung i think it's lung cancer I, mm. I don't I don't know tuberculosis at that time frame, but I think it's lung cancer because of all the smoking that was huge back then. I think Camille's gonna get a shot in the at a part in the movie actually, because like the whole like did the right did the right thing, so karma gave her back to her. And I hope oh, Rock, fair. yeah, yeah, I think I hope Rock gets a chance again, but we'll start to see. Yeah. I agree. I think that Ernie has some type of uh, terminal illness, like cancer or something. And I'm I, obviously, I think Camille's going to get the part. And 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 uh, when the ace comes back, he's going to be he's going to go ballistic. Um, I am interested to still see what happens with Rock because I do believe Rock is going to have his moment. I do believe that somehow he and Jack are going to be able to help and, and use each other throughout the rest of the series. But so I'm interested to see how that kind of plays out. So those are my little, and I'm still watching Claire with, with major side eye. So mm -hmm. those are my <laughs> predictions. 
And I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to our uh, after show for Hollywood episode four, uh, which is entitled Screen Test. Make sure you guys check us out again tonight. What time is that, Joe? Is that at eight? That's right. At, at eight, we're going to go over episode five. So join us back here. And starting with Rob, why don't you tell the people where they can find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram. That's at Rob Stilo, S-T-E-E-L-O. Remember, if you have tips or predictions, hop in the DMs. Absolutely. Kelsey? Okay, you can find me at Kelsmeyer2 on everything. And I want to say thank you to everyone in the chat. Gunnar, you got a shout out from Debbie. And I don't know how to pronounce it. Debbie Pooh something. Sorry, Debbie. I'm sorry, Debbie. What's up, Debbie? <laughs> I'm sorry. But thank you so much, everyone. Keep chatting. It's awesome. Absolutely. And Gunnar, what about you? Where can the people find you on social media? Debbie, you're my new biggest fan, so I love you so much. And you guys can all <laughs> find me on at the Gunnar Thomas on Instagram and Twitter. And I can't wait to talk more about this awesome mini series, guys. Absolutely. And make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. Give us a like and a follow. And uh, if you're listening on any of the podcasts, please rate us five stars. You can follow me on all social media at the Tyler Tyson. You can follow AfterBuzz at AfterBuzz TV. We will see y'all tonight at 8 p.m. for the recap of episode five. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.